A recipe for a good day brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores, your neighborhood store. Why fight the lines at the big box chains when Little General Convenience Stores has what you need? Selling only the best quality brands like Gorelick Farms, Boston Salads, Prepared Foods, KM, and Purdue. Little General also sells lottery, tobacco products, and yes, of course, your stop for your daily newspapers. Weekly specials change every Monday, so check online at littlegeneral.com for this week's specials. Plus, littlegeneral.com is the place to go for the delicious recipes you heard here on a recipe for a good day. So whether you're picking up food or products for your home, or if you're looking for food or coffee on the go, shop your neighborhood store. Little General Convenience Stores, open eight days a week. Recipe for a good day, your weekly food to get together for you this Easter holiday. We have a nice one in store, all brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores. There's one in your neighborhood. It's known as the Convenience Store with more. And you get a please thank you all when you visit Little General, as I did last night. Visited the Cumberland Hill Road location. Spoke with Noel over some of the uh, great items available. We'll tell you about uh, some of these uh, products. And was down there last night picking up my Buddha Ball ham and make that your destination this week. Uh, no, there's a lot of options out there. But when it comes to the centerpiece for your holiday dinner, make it a little general. And you will not be sorry. We'll tell you why Buddha Ball Ham should be your meal destination if you are choosing ham. Uh, a lot of options out there. I uh, was talking with our mayor, Lisa Baldalihan, a moment ago. And uh, she is doing a nice ham this Easter, as many of you are. So what are we going to talk about today? We are going to give you some glazing options for your ham. I have not decided where I am going with my glaze this year. Uh, I believe last Easter it was a maple brown sugar glaze, uh, but uh, a lot of options for you. We've got about a dozen different uh, glazes for you to choose from on today's program, and we're also going to talk about, I think regardless of the meats you're going to have on your table, uh, there are some staples that everybody's going to be dealing with, and it's the world of potatoes. So we are going to get addicted to spuds a little bit later on. Um, we're going to focus in on sweet potatoes, some different things you can do. Sweet potatoes is one of those things that people have that one thing they go to. But we're going to give you some nice options with your sweet potatoes and um, and regular potatoes too, traditional potatoes. So we're going to talk a lot of potatoes. We're going to talk ham glazes. And we have a new edition of Reynolds Wrap, which will delight chocolate lovers everywhere. Of course, a big chocolate weekend ahead of Easter weekend. I was coming home uh, last night following primetime talk, and I was noticing the uh, children in the neighborhood happily walking home with their parents uh, from the Easter egg hunt at the Burden Heights Elementary School. Uh, the kids had a great time. I was talking with my neighbor and uh, his uh, lovely family uh, last night. The, ki- the kids were opening up their Easter candy that they found at that egg hunt. It was nice to see the children in the neighborhood enjoying themselves. Um, also got to take a tour of my neighbor's, uh, uh, little farm back there and his, uh, his chickens, his beautiful dog and uh, the baby chickens, which were absolutely adorable. Um, that was a lot of fun yesterday, but Easter in full swing. And we're going to get you ready for your Easter holiday on this edition of recipe for a good day. Uh, we have a lot of ground to cover, so we're going to get right into it today. Taking a look at the specials this week at Little General Stores everywhere. Now, we know you have a big cooking event happening on Sunday. Uh, the Buddha Ball Ham, the premium ham product. Why is that the case? Well, the Triple M Bone-In Buddha Ball Ham is never salty. Why is that? 43% lower in sodium than the average ham, 43% lower 
that is significant. And uh, that will show on your Easter dinner table. The ham is cured to guarantee you a healthy, safe product. Uh, Triple M Buddha Ball ham uses no MSG. And the Triple M hams are also gluten-free. That's a big deal these days. Uh, each ham is fully cooked and includes a placed pop-up timer. So in each ham to help you uh, reheat that ham. So again, it's a fully cooked ham. Uh, you reheat it. It has that place-up timer and it is a tender, uh, very low fat and of course, lower in sodium. That is so important if you're dealing with high blood pressure issues to lower your sodium intake. Triple M Buddha Ball hams available. In the 19 to 22 pound ham range, you can get it for 389 a pound. Prices do range. You can get it as low as a 9 to 13 pound ham, a 14 to 18 pound ham, and a 19 to 22 pound ham. And if you're wondering how much ham do you need, well, it depends on how many people you plan on feeding. So when you're trying to decide on which ham is right for you, you can expect about a half to three quarter pounds per person for bone and ham assume it to be a one pound per person so we're dealing with the triple m buddha ball hams you're going to need at least one pound per person to feed at your meal but do keep in mind you are going to want leftovers because when you're eating that triple m ham you're going to say gee i can't wait to have it the rest of the week or to use it for other purposes so yeah buy yourself some extra you are not going to be sorry. The Buddha Ball hams available at Little General stores everywhere. Little General, ready to serve you your Buddha Ball ham. Feel free to talk to your deli operator to see what is right for you. With that, um, we have some nice luncheon meat specials available from KM. Polish veal loaf is on sale for $5.99 a pound from Alfresco Turkey Breast. Eight eighty nine a pound. That's been one of the great deals uh, throughout uh, the past several weeks. Is on that sliced turkey breast, wonderful sandwiches, a nice healthy lunch meat for you. Turkey breast, eight eighty nine a pound by Al Fresco. Uh, Meister Chef is uh, there with their bologna for two eighty nine a pound. So your fried bologna sandwiches on sale. You get it for two eighty nine a pound from Meister Chef. They also have cooked salami available for two ninety nine a pound. Honey ham from Dish Meister on sale for six eighty nine a pound. And from Triple M, not only are they providing Buddha Ball hams to little general stores, they are also uh, have their classic roast beef on sale for just nine eighty nine a pound. Nine eighty nine a pound. When I was in. Um, Cumberland Hill Roads location yesterday talking to Noel. Um, I always enjoy talking to Noel. Nice, nice young man at the little general store. Certainly knows his uh, products and knows what's in the store. Uh, a couple of other items that I was able to spot uh, on sale. This is at the Cumberland Road, uh, Cumberland Hill Road location last night. Um, this looked absolutely delicious. They have a new cracked pepper turkey. You can get that for $9.99 a pound at the Cumberland Hill Road location. In addition to that, they have a brand new product called New Spaghetti Salad. And if you remember the autumn salad with the bow ties, it's kind of along that line um, with a twist of it, uh, now using uh, spaghetti and some other product as well. $4.99. Try their new spaghetti salad. If you like their autumn salad, you're going to like their spaghetti salad. And if you're looking for something for your uh, snack table for this Easter uh, weekend, remember they have a local, this is Cumberland Hill Road now, Catazaro's. Locally homemade cookies. We're talking about those white wine biscuits, red wine biscuits, um, butter balls. You know, those traditional uh, Italian cookies that you may have had. And you're going to be cooking the ham. You're going to be cooking your sides. You don't have time to hand make these type of cookies when you can get them for a low price of four ninety nine a bag. Uh, so let the, let the, let the, I'm going to try to kind of, <laughs> I said it once, didn't I? Got in Zaro's uh, locally homemade cookies at Low General on Cumberland Hill Road. Plenty of bags to choose from, again, for just four ninety nine. Those are some of the in-store specials at the Cumberland Hill Road location. Uh, the other specials, the luncheon meats, the Buddha Ball hams available at all locations, and iceberg lettuce. You're going to need a salad for your dinner table. Iceberg lettuce on sale for $1.59 a pound. And don't forget your holiday pies. Again, you're going to be working hard on your dinner. Let Low General take 
care of your dessert. So you can go down, uh, I believe, starting, I believe, tomorrow for your real cream pies. So we're talking apple cream pies, banana cream pies, chocolate cream pies, and pineapple cream pies. If you're looking for your traditional restaurant-style size pies, they have those as well in the flavors of apple pie, blueberry pie, custard pie, and why not, a coconut custard pie. So when it comes to your dessert, Little General has you covered with their holiday pies. The fantastic 11-inch pies that you love at the holidays are back for Easter at Little General stores everywhere. So those are some of the, hey, and why not pick up a little extra aerosol whipped cream from Gorelick for three ninety nine? dollars um, Hey, you never have too much cream at the holidays. Don't worry, you can diet on Monday. Little General Convenience Stores reminding you that Mrs. Pettit's baked beans also available exclusively at Little General Convenience Stores. Your convenience store with more. Quick commercial message from our sponsor, and we're going to get down into the world of ham. Recipe for a good day brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores with locations for your shopping needs throughout the Blackstone Valley. Two-in-one socket, Manville Road, and Cumberland Hill Road. Great Road, North Smithfield, Chapel Street in Boroughville, and Central Avenue in Pawtucket. Always hot, always fresh coffee stations to get your day started. Grab-and-go meals perfectly prepared for you, whether it's for an easy lunch to get you through your work day or to make an easy, satisfying dinner to end your day. And of course, delicious deli items from top-of-the-line lunch meats to top-of-the-line steak and chicken products. Oh, and of course, always fresh ground hamburg. Stay up to date on each week's sale items by going online at littlegeneral.com. Your convenience store with more. Little General, where you always get a smile, a please, and a thank you. Open every day, including today. Proud sponsors of Recipe for a Good Day, Little General Convenience Stores. Salami, Tommy. Give with the gravy, baby. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Try a tomato plate, too. Here's cacciatore, Dory. Taste the bologna, Tony. Everybody eats when they come to my house. I fix your favorite dishes. Hoping this good food fills ya. Work my hands to the bone in the kitchen alone. You better eat if it kills ya. Pass me a pancake, mandrake. Having a derby, derby. Look in the fender, mendel. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Everybody eats when they come to your house. Hopefully, everybody eats at your Easter celebration this weekend. So we're going to talk about the world of hams. Um, and there's a lot of different ways you can glaze it. Uh, but we're going to talk first about scoring the top of that ham before baking. Why do you need to score the ham? Is it a step that you normally skip? Um, if it is, change what you're thinking. Because not only the scoring give it that festive look, so when you're watching perhaps a holiday movie or you're seeing a commercial, it's the scoring that gives it that terrific look, but it also allows that wonderful glaze to sink into the meat and flavor that ham. Um, so whether it's a, a shank, a bump portion ham, or the delightful premium Cadillac of hams, the Buddha ball ham, scoring is something you're going to want to do. We're talking about diamond patterns. It's done rather easily by making shallow cuts. You don't want to cut too deep into the ham and start drying it out, but just enough so that the glaze can make it through the uh the skin and the fat into the meat uh making shallow cuts roughly about an inch apart um and even if you want once those cuts are made you can actually push things into the cuts for instance like a whole clove uh into the diamond that's created at the top of the hams um and when you do set the ham in your roasting pan remember it is scored side up and that'll help that uh, glaze flavor sink into the meat. So regardless of which glaze you're going to use, um, you need to uh, think about scoring the ham. All uh, right. So the um, 
the ham glazing, there's a lot of options out there. Uh, first of all, with the Buddha ball ham, you really don't need any of it. You, simple water in the pan, and you will still have a delicious, juicy Buddha ball ham. But if you're looking to add some um, some adventure to it, glazing is a quick, easy way to really add variety. And one of the hot glazes this year, you can see it on many of the restaurants list, is a bourbon glaze. So I thought we would talk about doing a bourbon glaze at home t- for your Easter dinner. Um, for this, again, it depends on how much ham you are making. Uh, we're going to give you a, uh, a base and you can tweak it as needed. There is a lot of help online when trying to figure out how much product you need for your glaze. So if you do uh, like one of the glaze concepts we're going to present, and you're just not sure how those measurements uh, relay, many online recipe sites will actually have calculators where you put in the poundage of your ham, and it'll realign the ingredients for you. Um, we're going to talk about, again, a, a base here. Uh, we'll figure it on a, um, we'll go on a 20-pound uh, ham. Uh, you're going to use uh, here for this glaze about a cup of bourbon whiskey, uh, about a cup of packed brown sugar, uh, one eight-ounce can of crushed pineapple in the juice, a half a cup of honey, three cloves of garlic minced, and a half cup of water along with an eight-ounce can of pineapple rings. And again, if it has a fresh pineapple juice, go that way. You really want to stay away from... Uh, syrups with the pineapples if you can. Um, again, scoring the surface of the ham, those diamond shapes, about, you're only going to go about a half inch deep, depending on the size of your ham, a quarter to a half inch deep. You don't want to go any deeper than that. Then you're going to start to dry out some of the edging of that ham. Uh, so place the ham in a large receivable bag. If you have one big enough, um, add in the bourbon, the brown sugar, the crushed pineapple, the honey, and the garlic into the bag. And you can stick it in the fridge for about eight hours. Turn the bag over while the marinating process is taking place. Uh, then you can take that ham, put it into your baking dish, put that half cup of water in there. Put those pineapple rings around the surface of the ham, of course, tending using your toothpicks uh, to hold the pineapples in place. Again, as that cooks, it sinks through the score of the ham. Uh, and the ingredients time, uh, the ingredients list does change depending on how much ham you have. And there are online calculators that can help you determine uh, what the ke- what the chemistry is of the ingredient makeup that's right for your ham. Uh, and then again, during the baking process, you always want to reglaze that the ham at least with the these traditional glazes about forty five minutes in the final phases of its cooking. The cooking times will vary depending upon what uh, size ham you do have. Um, an easy cherry lime ginger glaze uh, ham. This one sounds intriguing to me this year. Uh, I'm definitely leaning towards more of a fruity ham than a sticky ham. Um, you can have about a half cup of cherry jam, about two tablespoons of packed brown sugar, one teaspoon of grated lime peel or zest of lime, uh, and a ha- one tablespoon of lime juice and a half teaspoon of ground ginger. And simply get out a small bowl, uh, whisk together those ingredients and br- again, brush this right over that ham in the last 45 minutes of baking. So the, uh, the cherry lime ginger glaze is appealing to me. Um, maple is what I went with last year. I went with a maple brown sugar glaze. This is a maple mustard rosemary ham glaze that could be delightful as well. It's a, this glaze is very simple again. A half cup of real maple syrup. Yes, real maple syrup. Don't shortchange. You got a Buddha ball ham. You have Easter dinner. Don't shortchange it with some, uh, you know, garbage version of a synthetic maple syrup. Go natural. Real maple syrup makes the big difference in this. A half cup of that real maple syrup. Two tablespoons of packed brown sugar. 
two tablespoons of grained mustard, of course, grained mustard, uh, and one tablespoon of finely chopped rosemary. And again, whisk those ingredients in a bowl, and you're going to be brushing that ham the last 45 minutes of baking. Uh, we're going to put this one aside here. Gonna, I don't want to do that one yet. Uh, we're going to put this one aside there. And here's an easy orange soy glaze uh, that I found intriguing as well. Here you can have one large orange, and that should produce almost about half a cup of, of juice, a good large orange. Get two just in case you, you, you run short. You don't have to run to the store. A half cup of packed brown sugar, one tablespoon of soy sauce. Again, you got that low sodium triple M Buddha ball ham. So make sure you're going with a low sodium soy sauce. You don't want to add to the salt content of your ham. One teaspoon of Dijon mustard. Again, mix them, whisk them right in a bowl, well blend them, and yeah, you're going to glaze it again the last 45 minutes of the cooking time. Pineapple, a staple with hams. Pineapple ginger glaze. A three-quarter cup of packed brown sugar, a half cup of pineapple juice, and a half teaspoon of ground ginger. Whisk them together in a bowl, and you know it. Say it with me. Glaze it over that ham the last 45 minutes of cooking. Uh, the one, I'll give you one more, just an easy, basic brown sugar glaze. Maybe you don't want to mix it with maple. Um, in this case, it's a half cup of packed brown sugar, three tablespoons of honey, one tablespoon of Dijon mustard, one tablespoon of pineapple uh, juice. Whisk them together, 45 minutes, paint it down. You want something a little bit spicy. This is an interesting one. This one here, these two here are probably for your more adventurous palates. But um, some people like the heat. So you're going to want something with jalapeno. How about an easy, listen to this, peach jalapeno ham glaze. Two ingredients. A half cup of peach jam and two tablespoons of finely chopped jalapeno chilies. Um, we mix them together, stir them together with the jam and jalapeno chilies. And, yeah, brush it over the same length. Even though it's a glaze here uh, with jam, you're still t- dealing with brushing that ham over the last 45 minutes of baking. And that peach will give a nice sweet taste and jalapeno will give a bite. If you're looking for some heat... Here's another one for you. An interesting combination of blueberry and chipotle glaze. A third cup of blueberry preserves. Two tablespoons of finely chopped chipotle chiles. And two tablespoons of packed dark brown sugar. Uh, Put them together in a bowl. Whisk it up. 45 minutes left of baking. Brush it down. Uh, Be generous with it. And it'll soak right through the scoring of the ham into the meat. The biggest thing we've talked about as far as getting inquiries uh, from the general public is the Coca-Cola ham glaze. That is the one that I have probably given out the most um, here on Recipe for a Good Day. Whether it was emails, even calls to the uh, afternoon talk show, primetime talk, that's the one people are asking about. So you can use it with the Buddha ball ham. Uh, I think it's essential. Uh, it, to me, it's the go-to way to deal with a shank ham. But we're talking Buddha ball hams here. I, I wouldn't go the Coca-Cola route with this type of ham. I think it's, it's, it's not needed to draw out that sodium. It's not needed to tenderize this already tender ham. But it is delicious, I will tell you that. Uh, and when you have uh, perhaps a lot of uh, uh, kids at the event, um, I think it could, uh, it, it's appeasing when you say it. And people get excited about it. So that's one of the other benefits to this. Um, it's four ingredients for the Coca-Cola glazed ham. We'll go over it again because I know uh, that this recipe works. And we talked about using soda again. Uh, there's some reasons for it uh, that it is a great way to go. One is the the acidic act of a dark soda. Uh, any dark soda should work 
Coca-Cola, of course, on the forefront. Um, the question is, what if you like Pepsi? Yes, you can use it. The Dr. Pepper intrigues me. We're going to talk about root beer in a minute, but colas with your hams is a terrific way to go. Um, and again, it depends on the size of the ham that you're making. But for the Coca-Cola, you're going to figure around a quarter cup. Uh, and again, depends on exactly how big of a ham that you are, you are making here. Uh, and how long you're going to cook it for, of course, uh, you got to look at that as well. The Coca-Cola recipe is four ingredients. Uh, yes, you can, again, use Pepsi. Uh, and you're going to mix together uh, Coca-Cola. It's a Dijon mustard. It is um, brown sugar. And we are going to give you a base here to go with. A quarter cup per pound. Uh, so if it's a, if it's a 20 pound ham, uh, you can use, you can use a lot of it. Uh, you use more as needed. Now again, uh, if you want to find, find this out, the one that has a good calculator is if you Google search four ingredient Coca-Cola ham glaze, it'll bring you to a calculator where you can put in exactly what your, uh, poundage is. Uh, and it's a big help to do that. So, we're going to go and figure, uh, uh, let's see here. We'll do, um, we'll do, just do five. Try to get this uh, through the calculator. Uh, okay. Very good. So we're going to go with a, we're going to put 20, 20 pound ham. Why not? Um, 20 pound ham. That's what I've got from Little General's Buddha Ball Ham. A bone in recommended five cups of Coca Cola, 10 teaspoons of smooth Dijon mustard, and 20 tablespoons of packed brown sugar. That's the glaze. Okay. Preheat your oven to 325. Put that in glazing. This recipe is different than the others because the amount of glazing you're going to do with the Coca Cola. Uh, preheat your oven. They're cooking at 325 here. Largest cut side. Uh, and remember you're scoring up in a bowl skirt. Stir together your Dijon, your brown sugar, your Coca Cola. Pour it over the ham and you're actually going to have to rub that sugar into the ham as best as possible. Cover it tightly. A tightly covered ham is the big key to keeping it moist, trapping at least one cup of liquid in the pan with aluminum foil. As it cooks, the steam keeps that ham moist. As you're basting your ham, the foil will lose integrity and begin to rip each time you try to remove it and replace it. So you can actually use fresh foil halfway through the cooking because with this one, you're going to be basting it about every 30 minutes and then twice in the last half hour. Last half hour, you're basting it every 15 minutes. And as you baste it, it just sticks, sticks, sticks to that ham, seeps through the scores, and brings in a ton of flavor. <clears throat> That's the one I get the most inquiries about. Mentioned root beer. Here is a, uh, any dark color would work. I do plan at some point of trying the Dr. Pepper. I think that will just be outrageously good. But I'm not going to experiment too much with my Buddha ball ham. I'm going to go with something that I know is going to work. But the root beer barbecue ham glaze is something to consider. Um, and using about a cup of root beer, about a half cup of barbecue sauce, and about a half cup of packed brown sugar. Whisk them together in a bowl. And with this one here, it's a glaze over the last 45 minutes. With the glazes you are putting in there for the last 45 minutes, you are going to want to put water in that pan while the ham cooks. It'll help it not dry out. And again, a tight seal is key. And then rest, rest, rest. Don't forget, regardless of what glaze you are using, when that ham comes out of the oven, you need a good 15 to 20 minutes for that meat to rest before carving that ham for your Easter dinner. So whatever glaze you choose, I hope your Easter ham 
is number one, a Boonaball hand from Little General, and number two, delightful for you and your Easter guest. Um, let us know which, uh, what you're glazing your hand with. Send it in to askthechef at WNRI.com. We're curious about your glazes for your Easter ham. Those are a few options. Right now, I am leaning towards that cherry lime ginger glaze. We'll see if we end up that way. And uh, maybe we'll take a poll of some of the folks eating at uh, Casa Gamache this Easter holiday and see what they wish to choose. But the world is yours because, after all, it is your kitchen. Little General Convenience Store is your convenience store with more. Proud sponsor of Recipe for a Good Day. And remember, when it comes to your Easter holiday, you're going to want to know what the hours of operation are. They are open on Easter for your immediate needs, but hours will vary depending on which location. So check with your local Little General stores on their hours of operation. Traditionally, one of the longest operating ones on a holiday like Easter is the Cumberland Hill Road location. I can tell you Easter Sunday, Cumberland Hill Road's Little General will be open from 6 a.m. to 5 p.m. for your kitchen needs. Little General Convenience Store is there for you eight days a week, including Easter Sunday. But again, check with your local stores for their hours of operation. Little General Stores is ready to serve you every day with great locally roasted coffee, as well as the best prices for all your deli meats. Little General Convenience Stores, we're here for you. That Reynolds wrap by here, Betty? You betcha, Pat. Reynolds wrap makes this whole cooking and cleanup thing so easy. Reynolds wrap makes good food better. The great thing about Reynolds wrap is it's the one wrap you can depend on. Just a little Reynolds wrap can do more for a woman than any other wrap. Happy New Month to you, my fellow gastronomes. Today is an absolute auspicious day, as it is something I realize is a favorite of Jeff and mine. Today is National Deep Dish Pizza Day. Now, aside from having nothing to do with Easter season, I don't choose food designations for a particular day of year. I'm just here to help celebrate. Now, for the task at hand. There are volumes of books written across the foodscape of time about every food item, spice, ingredient, and technique. Today, however, is something that 99.25% of humanity appreciates, and that is chocolate. For this edition of Reynolds Wrap, I'd like to concentrate my thought on the how of the delicious concoction rather than various ways to make chocolate more friendly to pairings with fruit or other possible combinations. Now, we know chocolate has been used in drinks for at least 4,000 years. For example, one vessel was found on an archaeological find that was dated from 1750 B.C. Cacao has been consumed in some form since at the least the Olmec civilization, which is from the 19th to 11th century B.C. And the majority of Mesoamerican people, including the Maya and Aztecs, made chocolate beverages. Here's how chocolate begins. The seeds of the cacao tree have an intense bitter taste and must be fermented to develop the flavor. After fermenting, the seeds are dried, cleaned, and roasted. The shell is removed to produce cocoa nibs, which are then ground to cocoa mass, unadulterated chocolate in its roughest form. Once the cocoa mass is liquefied by heating, it is then called chocolate liquor. The liquor may also be cooled and processed into its two components, cocoa solids and cocoa butter. Baking chocolate, also called bitter chocolate, contains cocoa solids and cocoa butter in varying proportions without any added sugar. Powdered baking cocoa, which contains more fiber than cocoa butter, can be processed with alkali to produce Dutch cocoa. Much of the chocolate consumed today is in the form of sweet chocolate, a combination of cocoa solids, cocoa butter, or added vegetable oils and sugar. Milk chocolate, you know that one, it's the ubiquitous kind like in Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Almond Joy and all those things, is a sweet chocolate that additionally contains milk powder or condensed milk. White chocolate contains cocoa butter, sugar, and milk, but no cocoa solids. Now, we're going to talk about white chocolate in just a little while, but first, let's get into the regular stuff that we know as chocolate. Cocoa liqueur contains over 300 chemical compounds that give chocolate its addictive aphrodisiac, and euphora-inducing attributes. The names of these compounds have to remain anonymous for today's segment, as most of them are at least four syllables long. However, you can avail yourself with an online search with the terms chocolate science. Let's talk about the health benefits of chocolate. Oh yeah, there is such a thing. 
The reasoning being that the cocoa bean is rich in a class of plant nutrients called flavonoids. Flavonoids help protect plants from environmental toxins and help repair damage. Flavanols are the main type of flavonoid found in cocoa and chocolate. In addition to having antioxidant qualities, research shows that flavanols have other potential influences on vascular health, such as lowering blood pressure, improving blood flow to the brain and heart, and making blood platelets less sticky and able to clot. Now, before we go into the candy production of chocolate, I want to first talk about the physiological effects. I know a lot of people who are guilty of this, and you really shouldn't. Jeff, you got to take note. Those of you who have pets, doggies, cats, and others, need to understand something about the toxicity in animals when it comes to chocolate. Insufficient amounts, the theobromine found in chocolate is actually toxic to animals like horses, dogs, parrots, and cats because they're unable to metabolize the chemical effectively. If you feed your pet chocolate, the theobromine will remain in their blood for up to 20 hours, and these animals could experience epileptic seizures, a heart attack, internal bleeding, and eventually even death. So please be careful when you're feeding your pet chocolate. Now, here's something different. I know Jeff has mentioned something about white chocolate. Although similar in texture to that of milk and dark chocolates, it does not contain any cocoa solids that impart a dark color. In 2002, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration established a standard for white chocolate as the common or unusual name of products made from cocoa fat, i.e. cocoa butter, milk solids, nutritive carbohydrate sweeteners, and other safe and suitable ingredients, but containing no non-fat cocoa solids. Well, for this edition of Reynolds Wrap, that's going to do it. For Recipe for a Good Day, sponsored by Little General Stores, the store with more. I'm Johnny Reynolds, and that's a wrap. Reynolds Wrap. Wouldn't you hate to be without it? If you have a question from your kitchen or a recipe you'd like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Just email the show at asktheshef at wnri.com. That's asktheshef at wnri.com. I forgot to listen to Recipe for a Good Day. How do I go shopping now? What's on sale this week? I don't know what to feed Funky the Monkey. Well, Anna Marie, we have you covered all at LilGeneral.com. That's where you can find out what's on sale this week at all Little General locations. And now can listen to past editions of Recipe for a Good Day. Just go to LilGeneral.com. You'll see the tab for the weekly flyer. Click that. You'll see the specials this week at all Little General locations. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see the link to listen to Recipe for a Good Day. So if you miss a show or are unable to write down a recipe, now you can go listen anytime at your time at littlegeneral.com. All right, we are here and we are addicted to spuds. Potato skins, potato cakes, hash browns, and instant flakes, baked or boiled. There's no kind you haven't tried Better face the facts, it seems Can't get enough, you know you're gonna have to face it You're addicted to spuds Regardless of what potatoes you have, it'll be at your Easter dinner for sure. Whether you're going to have your russets or your red potatoes or maybe the world of sweet potatoes. And that's what we're going to be talking about right now. Things to do with your sweet potatoes. Seems like everybody's got that one thing they do. We're going to give you some nice holiday options like this spirited sweet potato casserole. We are going to start off with about... Two and a half pounds of sweet potatoes. Two tablespoons of butter. I did check with Gary McLaughlin. He said he's okay with the use of butter in this application. One third cup of milk. One quarter cup of packed brown sugar. Two tablespoons of bourbon. If you don't want the bourbon, you can substitute apple juice very nicely in the spirited sweet potato casserole. One teaspoon of ground cinnamon. One teaspoon of vanilla. Two egg whites. You're going to be getting rid of the yolks. A half teaspoon of salt and about one-third cup of chopped pecans. You can use whole pecans. It just makes it a little difficult to uh, determine the chopped ones. Just 
it spreads it out so nicely. Uh, you can use both. Try uh, chopped uh, around the edge and maybe a few holes in the center. That'd be a nice presentation. Preheat your oven to 375. Bake the potatoes 50 to 60 minutes until they're very tender. Let them cool for about 10 minutes. And then spray down about a one and a half quart souffle dish with a nonstick cooking spray. Scoop the pulp from the warm potatoes into the large bowl and discard the potato skins. Add butter to your bowl and mash them until the potatoes are fairly smooth and that butter is melted. And then stir in the milk, the brown sugar, the bourbon or the apple juice, whichever one you're going to use, the cinnamon and vanilla and mix it well. Beat those egg whites in a small bowl with an electric mixer at a high speed until soft peaks form. And then add in the salt, beat it until the stiff peaks form, and then gently fold egg whites into the potato mixture. Spoon that sweet potato mixture into a prepared dish. Sprinkle those chopped pecans around the edge of the dish and place a few whole pecans right in the center of the casserole. And then back into the oven it goes for another half hour or so, about 30 to 35 minutes until the souffle is puffed and the pecans become toasted for that spirited sweet potato casserole. You want a nice, easy, candied sweet potatoes? Well, here you go. Again, we're going to use about two pounds of sweet potatoes, peeled and sliced into rounds. About a third cup uh, plus another one and a half tablespoons of sugar, a half cup of water, a quarter cup, about a half a stick of butter, one tablespoon of vanilla, and one teaspoon of nutmeg. Put the potatoes in a large saucepan, sprinkle it with the sugar, add in the water, the butter, vanilla, and nutmeg, bring it to a boil, then reduce that heat to a medium, cover, cook it for another 20 or 25 minutes until the potatoes are tender. The cooking liquid becomes nice and syrupy, and as it simmers down, it becomes candied to your sweet potatoes uh let's see here let's give us a how about a nice mashed sweet potatoes and not only with the sweet potatoes but on a holiday the extra thing i do to make it a little extra special after all it is easter maybe it's christmas whatever the holiday is you want it a little extra special and when it comes to your mashed sweet potatoes or your mashed potatoes i like to put in parsnip Parsnips give it a nice, sweet, smooth, velvety texture, um, and it's a, and it's 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 something that you got to bring into the holiday spirit. Just again to bring it up, and you can use it year round. I like to make my holiday potatoes a little extra special. About one and a quarter pound of sweet potatoes. Peel them, cut them into half, uh, one inch pieces. Get out two medium parsnips. That's just about a half pound of parsnips. Peel them. Cut them into half-inch slices. A quarter cup of evaporated milk. One and a half teaspoons of butter or margarine. A half teaspoon of salt. One eighth teaspoon of ground nutmeg. And about a quarter cup of chopped fresh chives or green onions. Combine those sweet potatoes and parsnips in a large saucepan. Cover with cold water. Bring it to a boil over high heat. Reduce that heat and simmer it uncovered for about 15 minutes and they'll become nice and tender. Drain the vegetables. Return it to the pan. Add milk, butter, salt, and nutmeg. Excuse me. And then uh, mash the potato mixture into the desired consistency over a nice low heat. And at the very end, that's when you can stir in your chives for a nice, easy, creamy, velvety, sweet potato mashed, again, with parsnips. And you, you can do the same thing um, with your normal mashed potato mixture. What goes into my mashed potatoes in the holiday? Well, of course, potatoes. Typically, I'll use a russet. The yellows are great as well. And the red bliss, you can't go wrong. Uh, but I usually use uh, kosher salt, cracked black pepper. Uh, I do use celery seed in my potatoes. Uh, that is a kind of a secret ingredient in my house. Uh, in addition to that, I'll throw some Parmesan cheese in there. Uh, at the end, of course, some milk, butter, and... Uh, Parsnip. Uh, again, I go about that same measurement for the parsnips in my regular mashed potatoes, and uh, it's absolutely delightful. Uh, on occasion, 
Why not? Cook some bacon, crumble it in there, and stir that in at the end of my regular potatoes. Uh, speaking of potatoes, we're going to make a three-potato salad. Uh, three pounds of assorted potatoes. You're going to use some all-purpose. You're going to use some red, and you're going to use some sweet potatoes. Um, unpeeled and cut into one inch pieces. You're going to use some real mayonnaise, about a half cup of real mayonnaise, one tablespoon of Dijon mustard, a quarter cup of sliced green onions, salt and gra- ground black pepper optional, four slices of bacon, crisp cooked and crumbled. That's another delicious optional. But when it comes to bacon, ask yourself, why not? Cover the potatoes in water in a four-quart saucepan. Bring it to a boil over high heat. Reduce your heat to low. You're going to simmer it for about 15, 20 minutes. You'll know when your potatoes are tender and you can drain them and let them cool slightly. Um, this is a very easy recipe to pull together. Uh, in the um, real mayonnaise, you have your mustard uh, in a large bowl. Mix that together. Bring in your potatoes, your onions, gently toss it, and that's where you're seasoning it to taste with the salt and the black pepper. You can serve this dish either chilled or let it go to room temperature. Just before serving it, though, that's when you're going to drop that bacon on there while there's three potato salad. Again, a cold option for your potatoes. And uh, we have uh, time. Okay, we're doing good on time. Let's give you some heavenly sweet potatoes. And for this one here, we are going to use, we're going to use uh, about, a, you know, a couple, two pounds. This one here, you can use canned because that heavy syrup, you're going to drain it anyways. But of course, why go canned when you can use a slice, mostly because it's already cut for you. In this case, a half tea, a quarter teaspoon, excuse me, of ground cinnamon, one eighth teaspoon of ground ginger, about a cup of chicken broth, whatever your um, chicken broth flavor is, you can pick that up in your convenience store like little general two cups of miniature marshmallows here comes the marshmallows heat the oven to 350 spray down your casserole dish with your cooking spray put in the potatoes the cinnamon the ginger in an electric mixer bowl beat it at a medium speed until it comes out smooth add in the broth beat it until the potatoes come out fluffy Spoon that potato mixture into the prepared dish and then top it with the marshmallows. And here you're going to cook it for 20 minutes until it becomes heated throughout and the marshmallows turn a beautiful golden brown. A very easy to do dish. And those marshmallows, that seems to always delight. So those are some options for sweet potatoes at your Easter dinner table. What about a good old-fashioned potato? Well, we have that available for you, too. Let's go over a few things that you can do with your potatoes at your Easter dinner. This one here, I think, is the one to go with, honestly, because it mixes in some nice greens. as a beautiful color, creamy presentation to your dinner table. It's a fresh vegetable casserole utilizing um, some potatoes. Uh, we're going to go with the red bliss here. And of course, with the red bliss, you're going to leave, leave as much of that red skin on as you can. Get rid of what you need. Um, so you're going to have about a good eight potatoes here. Uh, again, we're dealing with the red bliss potatoes. Eight baby carrots. One small cauliflower broken into florets. Four stalks of asparagus cut into one-inch pieces. Three tablespoons of margarine or butter three tablespoons of all-purpose flour, two cups of milk, salt, black pepper, three-quarter cups of shredded cheddar cheese. And one thing we learned from our visit when Sheldon was here is you are better off buying block cheese from your deli than ever using a shredded cheese. So you get your triple M Buddha ball ham, you're going through this trouble, don't shortchange it with pre-shredded cheese, I suppose if you had to, but if you, you, the difference is huge when you buy it at the deli and then you can shred it, grate it yourself. And then three cups of fresh cilantro. 
Preheat your oven to 350. Cook the vegetables until it becomes crisp and tender. Arrange the vegetables in a greased two-quart casserole. To make the sauce, melt the margarine in a medium saucepan over medium heat. Stir in the flour until it's smooth. Cook it for about two more minutes. Gradually stir in the milk. Cook it until it thickens, stirring it constantly. You don't want it to burn to the sides of the pan. Season the taste with salt and pepper, and then add in your cheese. Stir it until the cheese becomes nicely melted and creams it. Uh, pour the sauce over the vegetables. Sprinkle it with that cilantro on top, and then you're only baking it for about 15 minutes or so, or until it's heated throughout. A beautiful, colorful dish that is going to delight. This will be at my Easter dinner this year, that's for sure. And uh, I hope it pleases those who do eat on uh, Joseph Avenue on your Easter Sunday. Um, let's see here. We got a, a few more. I got time probably to give you one more, which means somebody is going to get left out of this uh, presentation. Um, let's see here. So I have three. Let's go with the, let's go with the zippy scalloped potatoes for your Easter, uh, dinner here. And this is going to, um, be zippy scalloped potatoes. You're going to need some nonstick cooking spray. You're going to have three large baking potatoes, about two and a half pounds of potatoes. If you're using smaller ones, just weigh it out. One jar of nacho dip. You can have your choice. You can make it mild, or if you're Roger Bouchard, you can make it spicy. The choice is yours, but you're going to need a nacho dip, mild to spicy, about one jar, and a three-quarter cup of skim milk, along with some fresh cilantro leaves and red pepper strips. That's optional if you want a little extra heat there. Preheat your oven to 350. Coat a microwave-safe two-quart rectangular dish or round casserole with cooking spray. Scrub the potatoes with the, with the, with your vegetable brush and then thinly slice those potatoes. Again, we're doing a scalloped potatoes here. Um, you can slice it in a food processor if desired. Layer in a prepared dish. Cover with vented plastic wrap or lid and microwave it on high for about 10 minutes or until the, the, the potatoes become uh, fork tender. Now simply combine in your nacho dip. And milk in a four cup, uh, glass measure. Microwave that on high for about two minutes and then pour it over the potatoes. Gently stir it to coat those potato slices. You're going to cover it. You're going to bake it for 30 minutes, uh, and then uncovered, bake it for 10 minutes at the end until it becomes heated throughout. And this dish you're going to let stand. You want that cheese to settle. So let it stand for about five minutes before serving it. Then you can garnish it. You can garnish with cilantro and pepper if desired for some zippy scalloped potatoes. And again, the heat will largely depend on your nacho dip. Are you going to go with a spicy? Are you going to go with a mild? Or those pepper strips that are optional. Uh, either way, zippy scalloped potatoes, a beautiful presentation, but a tasty one as well, giving you something different for your potatoes this holiday season. So we wish you a happy, blessed Easter weekend and much success to all our home cooks that'll be working hard to delight your family and friends this Easter season. And remember, Little General Convenience Store is not only your Little General Convenience Store with more, but also home of Buddha Ball Hams. You can get yours today. 19 to 22 pounds for $3.89. Prices do vary as the weight goes down, but you can get them in a 14 to 18 pound range or a 9 to 13 pound range. Buddha Ball Hams. Why? 43% less sodium, no MSG, gluten-free, just to name a few reasons. And your holiday pies available at Little General Stores? Real cream pies available starting tomorrow. Apple cream pie, banana cream pie, chocolate cream pie, pineapple cream pie. And the restaurant-sized pies? Apple, blueberry, custard, coconut custard. The 11-inch fantastic pies available starting tomorrow at Little General Stores. Get yours early. They usually do sell out. And remember, check your local listings for your favorite Little General Stores Easter hours. And the Cumberland Hill Road location, I can tell you, is open Easter Sunday from 6 a.m. to 5 p.m. Well, that is going to bring a close to another edition, not just any edition, but your Easter edition of Recipe for a Good Day.
Whatever you cook on your Easter Sunday, we wish you much success. We'll be back next week as we continue to bring you Food Talk, brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores throughout the year. Thank you for making us your weekly food destination.